For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Yesterday on The Breakdown, we began confronting the cultural appropriation of Joe Biden, where he's not exaggerating, he's not embellishing. He is claiming to have done things in the civil rights movement that he never did, actions he never took, protests, sit-ins, and marches he was never a part of. And he didn't just say these things in the past. He's saying them in this current campaign cycle. Today we're going to dig deeper. I'm going to show you and play for you the origins of this for Joe Biden. We're going to go deep. It's disturbing. I can't explain fully why he's doing this, but I do think I have an idea. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. In 1987, Joe Biden made a huge leap from being a younger 40-year-old senator in New Hampshire. He decided he was going to go ahead and run for president. And as he began delivering speeches across the country, he started saying that he did things in the civil rights movement that he never did. Sit-ins, marches, protests, demonstrations. And on February 26th of 1987, Joe Biden began giving speeches in New Hampshire, super close to Delaware. And his idea was, I I need to shore up my base in this region, in Delaware, New Hampshire, in the area. So he began giving speeches in New Hampshire as he was preparing to run for president. And in a speech that I'm about to play you, he begins making multiple false claims about marching in the civil rights movement saying, quote, when I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes, and we changed attitudes. Let me play this clip for you. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. 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 Except Joe Biden never marched in the civil rights movement. I don't mean he marched some. He never marched at all. He didn't march with or without a 12-point program. That was a complete fabrication. Now, seven months after this, Joe Biden explicitly admitted as much when his campaign crashed and burned. What's doubly disturbing about this, though, is that multiple staffers on his campaign begged him to stop telling this lie. They knew. Everybody in his campaign knew that he had never marched in the civil rights movement, but he continued to tell the lie anyway. Now, I spoke directly to Matt Flegenheimer of the New York Times, who really broke that audio clip that I just played, who really broke that audio clip where it was first unearthed uh, that in 1988, 1987, 
Joe Biden's campaign staffers were telling him that you you can't say these things. And I asked Matt Flegenheimer of the New York Times, Matt, like, where did you get that information? And here's what he told me. He said, Sean, it's all in a book that you've got to get. It's a book by Richard Ben Kramer. He said, man, it's a massive book. It's called What It Takes, The Way to the White House. And it's all about the 1988 presidential race. So I bought the book as soon as Matt and I hung up the phone. And Richard Ben Kramer, who won the Pulitzer Prize, was a brilliant writer. And the book is, the book is amazing. It has over a thousand interviews in the book, which is seen by many as the single best book ever written on modern presidential politics. It's exhaustive. And right there, plain as day, are Joe Biden staffers talking about how desperately they wanted Biden to stop telling the lies about working in the civil rights movement. He acknowledged to them that they were right, that he should stop. But he kept on telling the lies anyway. And Kramer, in chapter 25, this is what I'm about to read to you as a section in chapter 25 from Richard Ben Kramer, speaking to campaign staff. How he started in the civil rights movement. Remember the marches? You remember how that felt? This is him parroting Joe Biden. And the people are nodding in the crowd. And Biden's got them. Trouble is, Joe never marched. He was in high school playing football. And the gurus would shake their heads. Joe, that's not marching. And Joe would say, I know. But then a week later, another crowd, and Joe would do it again. This is a quote from Joe in Richard Ben Kramer's book. Folks, when I started in public life in the civil rights movement, we marched to change attitudes. I remember what galvanized me. Bull Connor and his dogs. I'm serious. In Selma. And Joe's voice drops to an urgent whisper. Absolutely made my blood run cold, remember? But Joe Biden had never seen such things with his own eyes, and he continued to suggest all over the campaign trail, not only that he had marched, but that he had gone down to Selma and Birmingham and protested almost as a freedom rider. Turns out, though, that Joe Biden didn't just tell these lies on the campaign trail. He had been telling those lies for years. In 1983, Joe Biden was a keynote speaker at the Democratic Conference in Maine and falsely claimed there that he participated in sit-ins at movie theaters and restaurants to desegregate them when he was 17 years old in 1960. But listen to me. Joe Biden did no such thing. In fact, nobody in Wilmington, Delaware, or anywhere in Delaware did sit-ins at movie theaters or restaurants in 1960. In fact, sit-ins at segregated restaurants did not begin in Delaware, and sit-ins never happened at the segregated movie theaters like the Rialto that Joe Biden sometimes falsely claimed to help desegregate in 1960. Sit-ins did not begin in Delaware until 1961 when Joe Biden was off to college. And they never, and I talk to people who participated in these events. There were no sit-ins at movie theaters. Let me explain it. 
to get into those movie theaters to sit in them, you would have to be white, first off, and you would purchase a ticket. So African-Americans never sat in in movie theaters, and the only way that whites could sit in is if they bought a ticket. So Joe Biden, over and over and over again for decades, was saying that he did sit-ins at those theaters, and every time he says that, he foolishly exposes the reality that he was never there. But protesters were there, though. I spoke to them. Not a single protester or organizer who demonstrated in Wilmington or anywhere else in Delaware, for that matter, has even one faint memory of ever seeing Joe Biden at any such event in 1960 when Biden said was the year he did it, or in 61 when he was off to college, or 62 or 63. And here's the thing. The efforts of these protesters and demonstrators were chronicled almost daily in local papers. And in the new book, there is a a new book called Historic Movie Theaters of Delaware. I've read the book. That book is seen as the leading book on the topic. And the form of protest that took place at those theaters, it was not sit-ins. But they had relentless picket lines outside of the theater. And those picket lines did not start in 1960 when Joe Biden says, and when I say Biden says, if you listen to the previous episode, Biden says he did all of this when he was 17 in high school in 1960. The picket lines did not begin at the Rialto Theater until November of 1962. And they carried all the way through until 1963. Joe Biden is off to college when the theaters were finally desegregated. First, they were desegregated by choice. The theater finally broke down and desegregated in May of 1963 and then by law in December of 1963. But let me play this clip for you. This is Joe Biden. He says, when I was 17, that's 1960, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate restaurants and movie theaters. And my stomach turned upon hearing the voices of Faubus, that's the Democratic governor of Arkansas, and Wallace, that's the Democratic governor of, of Alabama. My soul raged upon seeing Bull Connor and his dogs. Let me play this clip for you. When I was 17 years old, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate restaurants and movie houses in my state. And my stomach turned upon hearing the voices of Faubus and Barnett. And my soul raged upon seeing the dogs of Bull Connor. And when I was 25 years of age, I stood beside a railroad track in Wilmington, Delaware, with my sister Valerie and openly wept as Robert F. Kennedy's funeral train passed by. But now, at the age of 40, as a Democratic leader of the Judiciary Committee, as the leader of that committee, I had to be reminded that Mississippi still has a dual registration system for voting. Here I became involved in politics because of civil rights, and now I'm a force in politics in spite of mounting civil wrongs. Well, they heed the voices in our party who say, much progress has been made 
We must now wait for the Reagan revolution to play itself out. To those voices, I say, we cannot wait, or our soul will be corrupted by our silence. As you will notice there, that is Joe Biden in 1983. And he's also hinting again at actually being in the Deep South during the Civil Rights Movement. That's why when he finally broke down and apologized in 1987, he said, no, I confess, I was not in Selma. And then he said, I was not anywhere else. I was a suburbanite kid, and I did not march. I was not an activist. But in February of 1987, Joe Biden served as a keynote speaker at the California Democratic Convention. And in the audio that I'm about to play for you, Joe again rekindles the lie that he participated in sit-ins at restaurants and movie theaters. It never happened. Here's what he says. He says, when I was 17 years old, that's 1960, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate restaurants and movie theaters of Wilmington, Delaware. Except Biden never once participated in a sit-in demonstration in his entire life. Not in Wilmington or anywhere else. Let me play the clip for you. I share with many of you in this room the distinction of being part of the post-war generation. It's the largest in our history. When I was 17 years old, like many of you, I participated in sit-ins to desegregate the restaurants and movie houses of Wilmington, Delaware. When I was 18 years old, my spirit soared on that freezing January day when I heard a young president call us to greatness. And when I was 20 years old, my heart was full as I listened to that eloquent, courageous black man share his dream for racial equality with all of us. When I was 25, I stood by the railroad tracks with my sister Valerie and openly wept with hundreds of other Delawareans as Robert Kennedy's funeral train passed slowly by. Many of you, uh, these and other experience. Speaking to a group of reporters in 1987, Biden again falsely claimed to have both marched and participated in sit-ins during the civil rights movement. Again, he did neither. And his campaign admitted that he did none of these things in September of 87. But again, he continued. This video I'm about to play for you is from Iowa in May of 87. Biden, this is the crescendo of his speech again, falsely claims to have marched in the civil rights movement and in the anti-war movement against Vietnam. He never did that. Ladies and gentlemen, I, like many of you in this room, share the distinction of being part of that so-called baby boom generation. I, like many of you in this country, are part of that generation that is the largest in our history. And in our youth, we changed America. We changed America, not merely by our votes, but by our ideas as well as our ideals. When we marched, we did not march with a 14-point program. We marched to change attitudes. And ladies and gentlemen, whether or not it was civil rights, the women's movement, preserving the environment or ending the war in Vietnam. In our youth, we profoundly altered the face of this country. I want you to pay particular attention 
in the in the audio I'm about to play for you to the flippant vagueness of how Joe Biden describes what he did in the civil rights movement in 1960. He is speaking to a group of reporters here, and here's what he says. He says, yeah, I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. All that stuff? What? Like, he says it that way, super vague and kind of flippant and almost disrespectful. Yeah, I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. He says it that way because it never happened. This is not how one who actually did anything in the civil rights movement would describe the courageous work of activism. People lost their lives. People who actually sat in, one in Delaware, they were widely arrested, sometimes assaulted. Joe Biden doesn't describe it, never gives details or color, just says, yeah, I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. (laughs) Because he never did it. And listen, this is not even how Joe Biden himself tells stories about his own life. Listen to this. I'm going to play the clip for you. He's vague and irreverent because he did not actually do these things. And by the way, I know every one of my generation is supposed to be only interested in uh, BMWs and MBAs, and they don't care about anything, so we're told. Let me remind some of you that in 1960, they said the same thing. There was no great movement on the campuses in 1959 and 58 and 60. I came out of the civil rights movement. I was one of those guys that sat in and marched and all that stuff. But no one was moving then. But somebody came along and struck the match that kindled the bonfire. Now, when pressed further on this, Joe Biden and his 1988 campaign team eventually admitted that he never once marched in the civil rights movement and that he never once participated in any sit-ins and any restaurants in Wilmington or along Route 40 anywhere else in Delaware. When his campaign was finally over, his spokesperson, Larry Rasky, said that Biden may have helped in some non-sit-in kind of way at just one movie theater and one restaurant. But Biden, over the course of his life, has named and claimed countless movie theaters, countless restaurants all over Wilmington, up and down Route 40. And the restaurant that Joe Biden most, and I need you to understand what I'm about to tell you. This, what I'm about to tell you, should have tanked his life in politics. The restaurant that Joe Biden most often told people for decades that he helped desegregate as a 17-year-old boy in 1960, is a restaurant in Wilmington called the Charcoal Grill. And Joe has a dubious and deeply problematic story about how he helped desegregate that. Now, this is way before the campaign. On December 26th of 1982, nowhere near running for president in 87 or 88 yet, on December 26th of 1982, in a story about the history of the charcoal pit in the Sunday News Journal, the leading newspaper there in Wilmington, Joe Biden said he loved the charcoal pit. And it's a, it's, the article is about the charcoal pit. He said he loved it. And he said he only had one negative memory there, and it was from his senior year in high school in 1960. 
He said, I organized a civil rights boycott because they wouldn't serve black kids. One of our football players was black, literally only one. There was only one black student there in his entire class. And we went there to the charcoal pit, and they said they wouldn't serve him. And I said to the others, hey, we can't go in there. So we all left. It was very brief and not nasty. But my clear intent was to boycott. That's, that's the quote from Joe Biden. But here's the thing. That lone black student in the class is now a doctor, Dr. Francis Hutchins, the lone black student who was on that football team. He said, that's not what happened at all. Joe Biden says they went to the charcoal pit, saw that they weren't serving black students and said, hey, we can't go here. Even if you did that, that's not a boycott. But Francis Hutchins, Dr. Francis Hutchins said, no, that never happened. Five years after Joe Biden gave that interview about the charcoal pit that I just told you about, in September of 1987, as Joe Biden's campaign is in major trouble, he's been caught lying about his grades in law school. He plagiarized four different speeches from, from, from Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, from Robert Kennedy, from John F. Kennedy, from uh, 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 Humphrey and others. And so the Philadelphia Inquirer tracks down that lone black student, Dr. Francis Hutchins. And as investigative reporters begin digging into all of Biden's lies, they found that even his lone story about desegregating the charcoal grill, the charcoal pit, that that was a lie. Here's their report. This is a quote from the Philadelphia Inquirer in 1987. That student, who is now a Philadelphia physician, says that Biden's group was not even aware of what was going on because when Dr. Francis Hutchins was ejected from the restaurant, it happened out of their vision. It was only later, after all of the white students had eaten and left the restaurant, that they even found out from the black student what happened. This is a quote from Dr. Francis Hutchins. They weren't even aware of what happened. I was only 16 then, he said, it was my problem and my battle for me to work out. He says they were oblivious to it until later on. Now, Joe Biden tells it that they get to the charcoal pit and he's saying, we can't go here. They can't serve Francis. And they all left. That never happened. Francis said, no, actually, they all ate their meal and left when they were done and didn't even know what happened to me. He says, quote, they were oblivious to it. And it wasn't that just that, that Joe Biden made these things up one time. These things have been written about Joe Biden hundreds of times in the leading newspapers all over the country. I have found statements in the Washington Post, the New York Times, all of Delaware's newspapers, all the way back to as early as 1975. In September of 1975, soon after Joe Biden was elected to the United States Senate, he began working with lifelong bigots and white supremacists to pass and block all types of, uh, of anti-integration legislation. And in the Washington Post from 1975, we see Joe Biden claiming that he was a part of the civil rights movement. It says, this is the 1975 article in the Washington Post. It says, Joe Biden has accumulated 
some very credible civil rights credentials since adolescence, participating in a high school restaurant boycott and in sit-ins along U.S. 40. Those things never happened. Well, 1975, in one of the largest leading newspapers in the country, these lies are being reported about Joe Biden. He never corrects them. It's my understanding that he told Eric Wentworth of the Washington Post these lies. These are outright fabrications, and they were painfully debunked not only by his lone black high school classmate in the case of that restaurant boycott, but by historians, by civil rights leaders, and by Joe Biden's own timeline. Because here's the thing. The sit-ins along U.S. 40 that Biden claimed to participate in happened long after him being a high school student at the age of 17. By the time Biden started running for president in 1987, he had promoted lies about his work in the civil rights movement for the entire previous generation. In the morning news in Delaware, also in September of 1975, they have an article where they repeat the same claim about Biden, saying, as a young man, he took part in sit-ins to desegregate restaurants along U.S. 40 in Delaware. It never happened. Joe Biden never participated in a sit-in along U.S. 40 in Delaware. First off, Joe Biden said the only year he participated in the civil rights movement was in 1960 when he was 17 years old. And when Joe Biden was caught in his lying scandal in 1987, again, Biden himself said none of this ever happened, and his spokesperson reduced it to the lone incident at the charcoal grill and something at a movie theater. The sit-ins and protests along Route 40 in Delaware did not even take place until 1961 and 1962 when Biden was off to college. He said they happened when he was in high school at the age of 17. Secondly, those protests along Route 40 in Delaware, they were organized primarily by CORE, the Congress for Racial Equality, and they were primarily organized with adults who drove into Delaware and bust in to Delaware from states all over the country. These were trained, experienced activists and organizers. In fact, in Joe Biden's autobiography, Biden says at great length that one of the primary reasons he decided to take a summer job away from college at a segregated swimming pool in Wilmington in 1962 was so that he could finally get to know black people and black life personally. Had Biden, as he now says, been mentored in black churches and protested and set in with black people all over Wilmington in 1960, he was doing all of those things, as he said last week in South Carolina, as he said two weeks ago in Delaware, last month in Iowa. Joe Biden is saying that at the age of 17, he went to black churches and was loved on and trained by their pastors and leaders. If that happened in 1960, why do you in your autobiography say you took the job at a pool in Wilmington because you had no direct experience with black people and this would give you that experience? It doesn't add up. Now, I spoke directly with Dr. Raymond Arsenault. He is an expert in the civil rights movement as well as a history professor at the University of South Florida. And Dr. Arsenault wrote one of the most important texts on the civil rights movement. 
it's it's entitled Freedom Riders, 1961. It's the single most sourced book ever written on Freedom Riders and the struggle for racial justice in 1961. And Dr. Arsenault confirmed for me that out of hundreds of interviews and source documents, he has never seen a shred of evidence that Joe Biden ever participated in a single sit-in along Route 40 in Delaware because those primary activists and organizers of those actions, including Dwayne Nichols, who kept meticulous records of the Route 40 protests, and Betsy Marston, who managed much of the work at the University of Delaware, who they've also come forward to say that Biden was not a part of their circles and that no records ever suggest that he ever participated in these things. But without fail, when I asked elected officials or legendary activists who I should speak with in Wilmington, they each said that I should speak directly to the first black mayor of Wilmington, James Seals, who moved to Wilmington at the age of 25 in 1959 and has called Delaware home for the past 61 years. An activist and organizer himself, he participated in the actual pickets at the Rialto, which did not happen in 1960, as Joe Biden said when he said he was a 17-year-old high school student. They happened in 1962 and 63. And Jim Seals confirmed, Mayor Jim Seals confirmed, that they weren't sit-ins. He participated in them and was arrested in sit-ins at segregated restaurants. But what was happening at the Rialto movie theater, they weren't sit-ins, they were pickets outside of the theater. Sometimes they called them stand-ins. And like almost every other young activist in the area, listen, Mayor Jim Seals, in 1960, went to hear Dr. King. For the only time Dr. King ever came to Delaware. Now, you have to understand, Joe Biden says that in 1960, he's a 17-year-old doing sit-ins and trainings at black churches and that he loved Dr. King. But when King came to Delaware, Biden did not go. Now, Biden says that 1960 was his heyday of activism. But he strangely didn't go hear King when he came to town. Mayor Seals, in fact, said that the first time he ever remembered meeting Joe Biden was around 1970 when Biden was running for office. I spoke to Larry Morris, another veteran of the civil rights movement in Wilmington. He said he had no personal recollection of Biden ever being a part of the work. And all of this leads me to a man named Mouse. Let me break it down. Break it down. Yeah, all of this leads me to a man named Mouse. In fact, his name is Richard Mouse Smith. And he first met Joe Biden in the summer of 1962 when Biden was a lifeguard at the segregated swimming pool in town. Biden was 19 and Mouse was just 13 years old. Back in July, listen to this, something weird has happened, okay? Back in July of 2019, in the weeks after Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had a public disagreement, do you remember that? That they fell out in one of the Democratic debates over the issue of busing and integration and segregation, and Joe Biden's team 
began going on the defense, and they began shopping a story to news outlets all over the country, and a couple outlets picked it up. So in July of 2019, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris fall out publicly over Biden's record on busing and school integration. And the Biden campaign, they begin floating mouse out to news outlets as someone interesting they could interview that would vouch for Biden's character. And a few places picked it up, like Blavity and the Washington Post. They took the bait. Now, here's the thing. Are you trying to tell me that Mouse, he has an open letter in Blavity. You trying to tell me that Mouse found and knows about Blavity (laughs) at Blavity.com? And he found them and said, hey, will you have this open letter? In fact, I reached out to staff at Blavity at the Washington Post and spoke to people who said, no, the Biden campaign was floating this. And Blavity published an op-ed written by Richard Richard Mouse Smith. And the Washington Post wrote a great long-form story on Mouse and his life and how it all intersected with Joe Biden. It was actually brilliantly written. But only one thing that Mouse said is confusing me. It doesn't add up. And I called the author of the Washington Post piece, Robert Samuels, And I immediately asked Robert for clarification because I thought Robert had made a mistake. Here's what it says in Robert's article. It says, one day, this is a quote, one day in 1965, Mouse told Biden that some politicians and preachers were going to picket outside of the Rialto, the last segregated movie theater downtown. I'll be there. Joe Biden said, this is still the story, that was Biden's first known civil rights protest. Huh? That that doesn't add up. In the summer of, let me tell you why. In the summer of 1965, Joe Biden was 22 years old and had just graduated from college. Now, according to every statement he's ever made about his involvement in the civil rights movement, including every lie, every book, every speech, including the very speeches that Joe Biden gave this week and last week and the week before that and last month, Joe said that he was protesting as a 17-year-old high school student in 1960. Never once in his life has Joe Biden said he attended a protest in 1965 after his senior year of college. In fact, I searched local, regional, and national archives and not a single protest was documented at the Rialto Theater in 1965. More than that, it was formally and legally integrated in 1963. But here's the strange thing. The author of the story, follow me here, something something weird has happened. The author of that story in the Washington Post, Robert Samuels, said he called the Biden campaign, to confirm the dates of the story. Because I told Robert, I said, Robert, those dates are off. Biden says he began doing sit-ins at the Rialto as a 17-year-old high school student in 1960. And Robert Samuel said when he called the Biden campaign, they confirmed 
that what Mouse said was true, that that protest at the Rialto Theater in 1965 was Joe Biden's first protest. Now, without saying it, the campaign basically confirmed that everything Joe Biden is saying right now on the campaign trail is a lie. Because Joe Biden is saying, he literally just said it last week at Bethlehem Baptist Church in South Carolina. When I was seventeen year old, a 17-year-old high school student, I would go to black churches and they would train me and we would decide on whether or not we were going to go picket at the, uh, do sit-ins at the Rialto. But the Washington Post confirmed with Joe Biden's campaign that that didn't happen because they wrote in the Washington Post that Biden's first protest was in 1965 at a theater that was already integrated by choice and by law in 1963. I'll tell you what I think has happened. I think they pushed Mouse out there to tell some stories about Joe Biden, and Mouse didn't have his facts. And so Mouse said, it happened in 1960. I bumped into Joe. Like, where were they bumping into each other? <laughs> All right. Where, where did that happen? Joe Biden's a 22-year-old college student. is about to get married and have a family. Uh, he's actually graduated from college. Where did, where is you bumping into Mouse? What? You bumped into Mouse where? There were no text messages or emails. You saw Mouse where? And he told you some politicians and preachers are about to do a, a picket at the Rialto? And you just went? And it was in 1965 your campaign confirmed that? But it's already integrated. What? I'm not, I'm not getting it. Because here's the thing. Joe Biden has said five times on the record in the past two months that he did loads of civil rights work, from protests to training in black churches, all in 1960 when he was just 17 years old. But Mao said it was one fluke moment that happened five years later. The campaign said, oh, yeah, it was. His first time was five years after that. But records don't even show anything like that happening. Here's what I know. When you tell a tale like this, it then requires other people to either be silent with your dishonesty or to begin lying with you. And that's what's happening. This morning, before I began recording this episode of The Breakdown, I spoke to legendary civil rights leaders who actually put their lives on the line. And what they're having to come to grips with is, do they speak out on this, knowing that this is basically what veterans in the military would call stolen valor? That is to say and claim that you fought and participated in the war when you weren't even in the military. And that's what Joe Biden is doing here. To garner black votes, to garner credibility, he's telling stories about his activism that never actually happened. Listen, I've got to run. I hope that you listen to these two episodes and are disturbed by the dishonesty and fraudulent claims of Joe Biden to have participated in a movement he had nothing to do with. It is the height of disrespect. 
I think he has to own up to it. I think he should step down. I think he should acknowledge that he has made all of this up and, and, and fess up and own up to it and apologize to the people who actually did this work. We'll see if that happens, but I just want to thank so many people who helped make these two episodes possible. Of course, our podcasting director, Lissandra, to Willis, the senior producer of these episodes. Willis, your hard work on editing and sound and all that was just beautiful on both of these episodes. Thank you to Eric Barrow, the managing editor of the North Star, who has helped me do a lot of the research here. Thank you to the Delaware Historic Society. Thank you to all of the brave uh, men and women and families and others in Delaware who spoke to me about this. To the historians and scholars and others, thank you as well. We're going to keep on pushing, all right? Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it down. Ooh, break it down. Break, 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 break down. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get your home all set for the new year so you can set the stage with more style, set the bar more beautifully, and set a more show-stopping table. Let's set some time aside to settle in on a new sofa together because being at home shouldn't mean having to settle for less. And Haverty's Furniture can help you start the new year off right at their holiday savings event so you can create the perfect setting. And right now, everything's on sale store-wide. 